hello and welcome back to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. I'm having a blast here with my buddy. I knew I was going to learn some stuff. I knew I was going to laugh and we're just getting started. <laughs> so thanks for joining us in the first part. And well, we're going to talk about now some of uh, some of the cultural differences, Dan. I mean, you're lucky you've lived in the United States. You've lived here. You've been able to see different kinds of sense of humor. You, you even have friends from England who yep. they have a very different sense of humor. What is this differences? The, it, it's always something that uh, baffles me. Yeah, well, um, obviously, uh, there are kind of two aspects to comedy, and one is the element of surprise, mm -hmm. which we will get to, I imagine, mm -hmm. um, and the other one is uh, the ability to connect to uh, to someone, and so your particular sense of humor has mm -hmm. a lot to do with uh, how what kinds of jokes people tell, because those uh, are the ones that will make you laugh, right, of course, right? right? Um, of course, there are little things like cultural references. Um, if you tell me a, a joke, uh, if you tell an American a joke about uh, Belen Esteban or Paquirin or something, nobody's going to understand it. <laughs> it's going to go over their head. It's going to go over their head, 100%. Now, on the other hand, if I make a joke about Ariana Grande, well, then maybe uh, half of Spanish, half of the Spanish population will understand it. And so, like, there are lots of right. things like cultural references that have to change so that sure. you can relate to the person and their sense of humor. That's that right. second. And, and to the, the buzz, what's happening, you know, what they're seeing on their TV, what they're hearing in their news. Yeah. And it reminds me a little bit about, uh, you know, um, what are these, the, stand, the late night hosts. Sure. You know, they're talking about what's happening, what happened that day with a comedic view. Well, well let's talk. Let's let's go right into it. Some of the best comedians are late night hosts or vice versa, right? Is that? I think that there's just some overlap okay. uh, between the skill sets and um, because some comedians are some comedians are really good at interviewing mm -hmm. and others are not gotcha. so if you can't uh, right. if you can't interview then why are you being a right. late night host yeah can you imagine robin williams interviewing someone um, we wouldn't find out anything about the other person <laughs> <laughs> no robin williams would be would jumping up and down on the desk exactly. like an ape um <laughs> Uh, quite quite probably and so in that sense um uh, comedians may may be better suited for interviewing in a light-hearted manner mm -hmm. than um doing a stand-up permanently right i uh, if i think about john stewart or jay leno uh, those are two tv hosts who are v comedic hosts who are mm -hmm. very very funny very successful um, but their stand-up wasn't my kind of thing. I, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of Jay Leno. You know, I'm not <laughs> exactly. a big fan of the guy. You know, I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> <laughs> now, Johnny Carson, he was funny when he, he just he would just. That's what I loved. Uh, Dave Letterman. Uh -huh. he, he was funny. Why? Because the guest would say something ridiculous mm -hmm. or absurd, mm -hmm. and the obvious thing would be like, "You just said something absurd," and he wouldn't. He right. would look at the audience. He would be like, did you guys just get that? <laughs> All like, right. So yep. I felt like he was like letting us get the jokes and letting, like he was kind of leading us. To, and that was that was an interesting thing. Whereas Jay Leno's like, here's the joke. Yeah, yeah. No, Jay Leno is much more direct, uh, lower brow, low brow. But that's very style. popular these days. That's why I wanted to ask about it. All uh, right. You know, late night uh, shows, those monologues that they do at the beginnings, you know. Um, well, it's, uh, it's 
to the point with after the last two years, it's to the point where it's always about the same stuff. Right. And since Trump was elected, it's always been about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it gets a little bit tiresome. Gotcha. Uh, because it's always the same thing. It's, uh, Congress said like, this, the other... Yeah, right, it's kind, right. Well, it's kind of like Twitter. Is, yeah. If you've seen it for a week, you've seen it for the rest of your life. You I don't need to uh, keep going back into it to see them yeah. go over the same ideas. An again. echo chamber of sorts, yeah. as they yeah. say, yeah. right? An yeah. echo chamber. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I guess it does get a little stale, as we say. Yeah, know, so. and, but it doesn't have to. It, it kind of depends on the style of the show, mm-hmm. what, what their objectives are and what their writing room is or looks like. Right, because they have writers, too. It's not just them sitting there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's not sitting there like, what should I talk about today? night <laughs> right well he is he's but partly, he's not sitting yeah. alone he's right, sitting right. in a team of 20 people or 12 people at least right right who have a lot of experience uh-huh. and uh sure sure so all right well let's talk then about some of our favorite comics our favorite bits uh you start uh you first <laughs> uh, my uh, my favorite comedian right now is Doug Stanhope, mm-hmm. and he's been around for 35 or 40 years, uh, so he's not really a new comedian, uh, but I've been following him for quite some time, um, and he's got great stuff. One bit that he does about nationalism is really, really good. He's uh, He goes, I'm sick of these Americans who are, who are all like, well, if, if it weren't for us, the French would be speaking German right now because of World War II, and I'm going, really, Tommy? Tom- Was that us, Tommy? Did we... Did we go into the trenches and in Dunkirk and and Garrett some krauts? No, that wasn't us. I don't remember all of last night on account of all that Jägermeister. But I I don't remember getting any calls from the French, <laughs> you know. And it goes uh, Nash Stanhope, okay. Yeah, Doug Stanhope. And mm-hmm. so nationalism is baggage. It's just somebody else's baggage. Why right, are you right. carrying their weight? Get over it. Sure. Let's move forward. So Sure. Very, very funny guy. And he's got a million and one that I would go back to and keep commenting so on. So if you just Google, if you guys Google, uh, also we'll share some of them on Patreon as awesome. well. I'll, maybe we can even come up with a little playlist of some of our favorite ones. I'm down. Um, I'll go next. My favorite, I guess, if you started with your favorite, I'll start with Carlin. George, first one that pops into my mind, I think the guy the was master. a genius, a wordsmith. Um, and he, he really had a message that rings true today. Yep, absolutely. And prolific. I mean, uh, if I go back and see his bit on the uh, seven prohibited words. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That's like 1969 Classic. or 1971 or Classic. something ridiculous. And mm-hmm. you can still get a good laugh out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that he did in the 80s uh, class against classism or against mm-hmm. uh, the yeah, golf courses, class, golf sure. courses mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. It was real, just fun, but really good, but really poignant stuff. Absolutely. And you can still get a laugh out of that stuff today um and he did a lot of stuff with language as you said you said he was a wordsmith and there's no doubt he had the uh some of the best uh bits that i've ever seen using language absolutely um we're we're revving things up while we're drawing things down and we're upping things over here and blah 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 blah, 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 and he's like yeah he's like everything's going down the tubes and he goes what tubes? <laughs> where are the tubes? Yep. He goes, English doesn't make sense. So there are a lot of great bits where he analyzes the language where me as a kid, I was like, I never would have yep. thought of it that way. Yep. So yep. definitely a brain, not just a, a funny guy. but a, Yeah, George Carlin. No, he was a master. When I started doing stand-up, I thought, how can I do stand-up if George Carlin already covered all of the subjects 
so well. <laughs> right? right, right. The good thing is that he got old and then eventually died. And now we have new things that have come up since he died. Right. So he never got to touch these new subjects. So that there's my window of opportunity right there. Right. <laughs> I can one up George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily one nah, up. And that's why yeah. I wouldn't do anything about religion. Sure. Um, he did so much uh, great material about the Bible. Oh, right. Which right. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not offensive material, but really fun, really, right. really good stuff. And I would never touch the Bible because it would just be hack. Right. Hack. It was a copion, uh, gacetero, uh, something like that. Right, right. Yeah, there's certain, t- I guess, topics that are overdone. Um, well, they can be overdone, but that's not necessarily the thing. I mean, obviously, freshness and originality is mm-hmm. key. But maybe I say something about religion that is original, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be as funny as what George Carlin said about that same passage in the Bible, right? For example, right? And I go, sure. ah, how? So it's he. It's really daunting to try and do comedy after him, right? Um, but of course, then uh, I just there are so many comedians. Norm Macdonald. Oh wow, he recently well not recently, but he passed yeah, away. Yeah, and, last winter, mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year. Um, he was so deadpan. That's a great one we didn't mention. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's that uh, kind of serious straight, face, yeah. straight, <laughs> flat, monotone voice and just uh, like a straight yeah. face. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, he had one about uh, serial killers. I thought that was fantastic. Um, he had an um, another one about uh, alcoholism. And oh. I didn't know that you could have so much fun with a subject that was so so dark or dark could and be, sad yeah. and, and <laughs> potentially yeah. right and he was really 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 funny right um great um what about bill hicks we talked about him before i guess now we can let the hicks out of the bag yeah right <laughs> well the, the first thing uh, that should be said about bill hicks is bill hicks was right about everything right <laughs> and uh, you can go around the world sometimes when you're traveling you'll be outside an airport and see some graffiti that says bill hicks was right about everything right, right. um on bridges and uh, on highways and things um and you know, he uh, was definitely politically minded and mm-hmm. there were times there were times when he was more interested in making a point than making a joke right more interested in being interesting than in being funny right but uh, everything was so relevant and uh, continues to be quite relevant yeah, because and that's what what makes it because he's okay there are a million comedians but then there's bill hicks and that's i don't know that's maybe what it is like sometimes he wasn't trying to be funny i don't know well uh, yeah not only that i think there was um, he was kind of the first uh he, that can't be right. He not the first. He was one of the first ones who started talking about what he actually wanted to talk about, and not what he thought the audience oh, would like gotcha. him to talk about. Listening to his inner voice, right? And I mean, we had a. There was another guy, um, Sam Kinison, in the oh, night. No! No! What are you doing? I was thinking ah! of him before. Sure, sure. <laughs> Loud mouth comic. Yeah, 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 and he was crazy out of I his head. I remember Kinison, and, and he and um, he was so far out there that he inspired new generations of comedians to be more original and be themselves. If that guy can go out there and scream like an idiot and get laughs, right. Then I can go out there and tell him what I want to tell him and get laughs. Right. And I think Bill Hicks really, um, built off of what that Sam Kinison idea was. Right. And, and that, that solidified. mad comedian, like mad, angry and crazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mad no, yeah, in, right. In, in both, both senses, senses of the right. word. Right. And it reminds me too of another one where you're like, is this funny? This is crazy. Uh, Andy Kaufman. 
Yeah, Andy Kaufman was a little bit too uh, I mean, the other avant-garde extreme. for he, me. <laughs> but he was like the other extreme. He was so docile and, you know, like, mm-hmm. and and Bill Hicks would bite your head off if, sure. oh, <laughs> if yeah, you heckled there, him. <laughs> oh, there were, some, there were some real bad situations in uh, uh, Bill Hicks' shows. Oh, really? Where he, okay. lost, where he totally lost his shit. And you go, oh, dude, my goodness. dude. You need to chill get, out, chill you out. need to get on the weed or get on the beer or something, but you're a little too too tense, too charged up, right? Yeah, um, thinking about Richard Pryor. Yeah, of course. Um, Richard Richard Pryor. Pryor was another one who also kind of uh, broke the mold because mm-hmm. um, uh, he was talking about the black experience, and and uh, so. If you think that killing cop, uh, cops killing blacks in America is something that's happening today, no, he was making comedy about it in '75, way before Chris Rock. Well, right. Chris Rock was obviously of course, in, in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave but, Chappelle. All these people will say Richard Pryor was what, there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and not mm-hmm. and not just black comedians, white comedians oh, yeah, too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he did something. He introduced something very clearly that everybody uses now, and that's the cadence. Oh, okay. Alberto Alonso, I don't know if you listeners know this, doesn't always speak in real life like he speaks on the radio. When he speaks on the radio, he gets in his cadence and he finds the right tune, the right tone, (laughs) right? And he's going ups and downs. But if I spoke like that, like at the butcher shop, they might like kick me out of the place. Right. But you, but you know, the right tone for the right moment. Gotcha. Okay. okay? Thank you. And, uh, and, uh, before in the first half, when you were reading, uh, the quote from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. you went full on radio voice, right? <laughs> and that's because I'm my, I'm a little bit hoarse today. <laughs> um, so, uh, Richard Pryor was like, I'm going to, and so he would go fast. He'd go slow. He'd go right. high. He'd go oh, low. Right. He'd really, um, change that the pace. Yeah. Right. And, and that really is amazing. Well, and how important is timing in, in comedy? Let's, let's be honest. Not, not, well, com- timing is, is key in life, um, <laughs> right in life as well. But I would say that more than timing is the cadence and the cadence is related to the timing sure, for sure. how, how long I wait the, before I drop sure, the, next the verbal word. part of the timing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that I noticed about Dave Chappelle, who you mentioned. When you watch an interview with him on David Letterman or mm. on Conan O'Brien or Jay Leno, he he has his cadence. He's got mm. that rhythm. Man, did you ever notice how white people be driving down the road? Yeah. And then they get scared when a black person said, uh, that's, a, uh, that's yeah, not his joke, but yeah. that's the cadence right, that he right, uses. Right, right, and right gotcha. then, all of a sudden, you're like, that brother is funny. I'm, and the white guy goes, oh, I really like that black gentleman's comedy. And so he goes in and right. And so uh, he finds that cadence and he yeah, really yeah. nails oh, he's it. He's a master. And that, in the end, what is it? You're an entertainer, too. And so you're yeah. you're trying to charm your audience and not just make them laugh, but make them fall in love with you. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, why not? unless you're Bill Hicks and why you, not? you want No, but <laughs> no, but Bill Hicks went up there thinking that he was winning the audience. He right. he was and he and he also didn't have much uh, patience. Well, he didn't have any energy to dedicate to to haters. So if you don't like it then you can leave. It doesn't matter. I don't care. You you're going to share your opinion. Well, that's nice. I'm a professional and I'm doing my job. If you don't like it, the door's over there. Right. No refunds. There's no BS. No <laughs> right? BS right there. Sure. And 
And uh, so you have to, I mean, just to get on stage, even you doing your live shows, Mm -hmm. uh, just to get on stage, you have to have an an amount of confidence, a belief in yourself Mm -hmm. and all of those things that you don't really have time for the haters. You want them to love you? Yeah, I love you. Why not? Yeah, well, if you can. <laughs> without without no, getting, no. You know, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Well, man, there's nothing better than coming off the stage and having strangers come up to you or other comedians come up to you and go, oh, how did you do it again? Wow, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. feeling. Sure, sure. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Because in the end, it's you're entertaining people. You're making them feel better about themselves, about the world they live in. Well, oh, it's okay. the same reason we go watch a movie or something, to disconnect from disconnect. reality, but also by connecting to an, a different version of that reality. Because in the end, you're seeing reality on stage, you're seeing reality in the movies, but told in a nice way, with a good cadence. In a different way, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> with, you know, with everything, you know, the, the dot, dotting your I's and crossing your T's, making it nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, what was the original bit of this question? So yeah, uh, some of your favorite bits, comics, Oh yeah, still going with that. Uh, yeah, any, um, if you have fanta- any more, we can, I mean, we could go on for hours. I could go on for hours. Uh, but uh, well, if you have any other uh, ones, yeah, I thought Eddie I, Murphy was really good, I enjoyed him as well. Yep, um, Eddie Murphy was great because he was like the first uh, the first one to be super uh, expressive Absolutely, with his yeah. face yeah. and super expressive with every action of his body and he did during his the whole characters time. And, and he, was, he yep. was like on fire also I heard yep. he was also on other illicit drugs as <laughs> yeah. well so yeah right there's right. a reason he was bouncing off the walls right that could happen I mean, um, alright so if the, you have any more if yeah not, sure we'll, absolutely yeah. Anthony Jeselnik oh never uh, heard he, of him he's Great. a one liner guy um, he, he does some kind of uh, some stuff that's uh, pu- pushing the envelope that's uh, borderline Great but he's expression, got expression pushing the envelope mm-hmm. but he's got uh, his timing his timing is impeccable nobody can do it like it will be hard for any other comedian to do one of his jokes oh, wow. because nobody can find that right rhythm that right timing that he has so okay. he's fantastic Great. fantastic um, uh, of course uh, then on Netflix, you can find people like Tom Segura or Michael Che or Judah Friedlander. Okay. And those, those are guys that I uh, really like. Wanda Sykes is, uh, is, oh, a, is a fun, energetic woman. She also mm. uses the tone. And, and her voice her is timing. just so unique as yep. well. Just when yep. she's speaking normally, you know. Absolutely. And then if we're looking at UK or Irish comedians, uh, you have Billy Connolly, who is oh, a legend, legend, Scottish legend. legend. Ball of um, energy. Yeah, and super fun, super really good stuff. And Frankie Boyle. Uh, Frankie Boyle is uh, the king of analogies. He's so good. I just love everything oh, that he does. He's so, That's so good. That's another thing. Sure, analogies are a big part of comedy exactly, as well. Sure. Exactly. And some and some other women um, from there, uh, Sarah Pascoe and Sarah Milligan. Sarah Milligan is just... <laughs> great. Well, guys, I got some, I've got some recommendations. What we're going to have to do is put together a playlist here because I've got to discover all these comics myself. So really cool, really cool. Well, I wanted to look at some vocabulary over here associated with with um, humor, laughing. Uh, We'll take a look at some of the vocabulary associated with actual stand-up comedy, but some of the ones I have here first... A knee slapper. Yeah. It's a funny joke. I'm, I'm slapping my knee. I'm slapping my knee because... So, a knee slapper. Uh, you slay me, Dan. What would that mean if I told you, oh, man, you slay me? Oh, yeah. You make me laugh so hard. But is, to slay is a word what we normally use with dragons. Yeah, yeah. You slay me like a dragon. You slay me. Uh, you're hilarious. You're hysterical. Another way to say that. Yeah. It 
it's finally a, a positive use of hysterical. Yeah, in Spanish, hysterico <laughs> is not a good thing. But in English, if somebody says you're hysterical, given the context. Given the context, Because <laughs> it can still be the other one. Here's one I love. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. Um, well, there is something to positivity. <laughs> there is yeah. something to um, releasing endorphins. Well, for everybody sure. wants to, you know, laughing makes you feel better. Yeah. You know, and I think the translation, like anytime you're feeling down or something, a laugh. good a good chuckle. Mm-hmm. You know, chuckle, a kind of laugh. Mm-hmm. You know? A chuckle, <laughs> like a little, a smaller laugh. But you don't want to be the laughing stock. Oh, right. The laughing stock. Historically, this is a fantastic idea, you isn't know? it? Um, um, so, yeah, the laughing stock is uh, you are the base of everyone's jokes. Yeah, or the, the, butt the butt of the joke. Great word. The butt of the joke. The laughing. I think in Spanish, el hazme reír. Yes. The make me works. laugh. <laughs> the make me. Another one I thought of, but it's a little bit different. It's laughable. It doesn't mean it's funny. If something is laughable, it's ridiculous. It's it, Yes. <laughs> not ridiculous funny, though, either. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> absurd. laughable. It's, like, it's, come it's, on, more, it's more absurd. That idea is laughable. It's yes. never going to work. It's more right? absurd. I think one you said before, too, is laughing. Laugh it off. I love that one. Yeah, to laugh it off you is know, tough situation or whatever. You laugh it off. A little humor uh, makes you feel better. It's a good way to. De- it's the way I've gotten through life, Dan. My well, sense you, of humor has saved me many times. As your daughter gets, yeah, yeah for sure. As your daughter gets er- older, you're going to have to laugh off a lot of things. Okay. As, with my son, it's <laughs> been the worse. <laughs> with my son, it's been worse because you know uh, boys tend to be a little uh, mouthier. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And that's no laughing matter. And that's no laughing matter at all. (laughs) It's as we say to you. So instead of getting angry, you have to kind of laugh. And just go, (laughs) that's so silly. Learn to approach things with (laughs) a sense of humor. Why would you say that? Yeah, exactly. And that's what laugh it off is, right? (laughs) To laugh it off. Great. We're looking at some really good vocabulary. Also, types of laughs. We said a chuckle, a giggle. Similar. Yeah. Smaller. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A cackle. I think of a witch. Yes, a cackle. I think of a blackbird or a witch. A witch. Uh, What about a belly laugh? That one's pretty obvious. Oh, a big, deep laugh. Right. A belly laugh or a guffaw. Yeah, I love that word. Me too. I don't know why. It's a cool word. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have some laughs that are more like disrespectful, like (laughs) snicker. A snicker. A sneer, yeah. To sneer, to snicker is like like the sarcastic. So So wait, what? The candy bar is named after uh, a a sarcastic laugh? A sarcastic laugh. (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's just some of the vocabulary what about some of the vocabulary associated with stand-up with uh, the venue that's a good word oh venue is such a huge word it's such a good word outside of of that you know music venue yeah yeah venue for any kind of events and even corporate events or press events you're looking for a venue Mm -hmm. which i think i don't know any french but i think it comes from to come in french venue venue everybody come here (laughs) right wait what do you venue you venue here we have okay <laughs> um, and in stand up, not only venue, but we also use the word room. So oh, I'm right to work the room. I'm working a room. I'm playing a room. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've got a set in a room. Right. Gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. it, make, <laughs> it makes it sound maybe like we're a little crazy that they're padded walls in straight jackets, a, a lock on the door. I'm playing in a room. <laughs> I'm in playing a room, a room all by myself. <laughs> some of the key, uh, of course, some of the key uh, tools that you need for stand-up would be a stage. Right. Easy. Or a dais. 
Okay. A dais. A dais. I like it. In showbiz, they love to use the word the dais, the just dais. as the, the place where the <laughs> famous people go, right? right. The dais. I'm a dais, I'm a dais. That's a good way to remember it, right? <laughs> uh, of course, the mic, microphone. Right. The mic, and the mic stand. Sure. Uh, the mic How stand. do you feel about stands? You use your stand or you grip the mic on your own there? Um, I... Or you you mix around. I always went in my hand, and then I used the stand for a while because I was I noticed that I was moving too much back and forth on stage. Right, so it's and so so it was a way to keep me locked in one place in the center of the stage. And I the mic is a great tool because sometimes you need both of your hands to show the audience what you're talking about. Right, right. right. To to gesture appropriately. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you have to know how to use it. Uh, The Mm. mic the mic stand. You don't want to leave it in the center of the stage you want to move it away but you don't want to move it too far away that you We're can't use it if you need to use it and, <laughs> right. and, and so there there's some cool things there's a strategy there. behind it a science to it right and if you have a mic uh, your mic is totally useless if you don't have a pa system right a public address public address system yes right. that's right the uh, interphone microphone yeah, like, inter- like we have on the subway yep. so, right that's right mm-hmm. that's right the pa system um and then of course when you're writing you have things uh, like a set a set mm-hmm. you said a bit okay mm-hmm. a bit is a block a short subject okay about mm-hmm. something and then a set is several bits I got you. So there are several bits in a set. Got so you. there's a joke, mm-hmm. several jokes in a bit, several bits in a set. Oh, I love it. <laughs> We're breaking it down here. There Beautiful. And inside the joke, the joke always has two parts. And one is the setup and the premise. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the punchline. Gotcha. The, the premise uh, it should be created to give the audience uh, some idea, to, to get them to make assumptions about a situation. Right. So, right, it, to put an idea in their head, kind of it, plant a right. seed. And and then their brain is going to be automatically guessing the direction mm-hmm. of the situation. But then the, the punchline is what the twist. Right, where you catch them, where the there surprise comes the in. Surprise, the surprise. And mm-hmm. we call that the twist or right. the punchline, right? And that's where, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Ah, that makes me you funny. You got me there. <laughs> it's kind of a thing about being uncomfortable, which is strange, but sure. <laughs> it, it happens, right? Right. Well, the, why do we laugh sometimes when there's a tragic situation? Mm-hmm. It's a reaction. It's a mechanism of sure. the body, you know, like crying, like everything. Yeah, and we we might have to do a whole nother uh, podcast on laughing and how it's a self-defense mechanism. I don't know what's wrong with evolution, but laughing has never stopped me from getting uh, destroyed by a bear. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Dude, it's not very good self-defense. I don't know what the hell's going on. Laughter's good medicine, but I don't know if it's a good (laughs) anti-bear repellent. Right, right. Um, And then I would say um, there are two phrases that are pretty common in English, and one is punching up. And the other is punching down. Okay. And to punch means to make jokes about, of course, to punch like with your fist. Mm-hmm. But it has that double entendre where you have the um, the idea of the punchline. Right. Okay. And to punch up is to make jokes about people in positions of power. And to punch down is ah. to make jokes about people who are less uh, marginalized, right. less fortunate, have some kind of... Gotcha. Uh, issue or something like that Mm -hmm. and so um nowadays punching down is not really accepted at all and i I agree with that i don't have any reason to make fun of somebody who has a difficult life right because of the way they were born or because of the way their uh, family raised them you know and there are so many other funny things absolutely and i'd much rather punch up Uh, punch up gives you a better opportunity to uh, create satire 
uh, to create some kinds of uh, change in the world. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of the comedians we've talked about, Absolutely. Uh, we're looking at political ideas and trying to um, mold the opinion, the mm -hmm. public opinion in a certain way. Absolutely, through humor, through entertainment. Well, Dan, as you said, we could do a whole nother episode over here, but I just want to give everybody your information. Where can they find you on social media? Um, you told us you're involved in several projects, but a couple places where they can check you out. Right. I'm getting back on Instagram. I'm really trying to figure out how that works. You guys uh, start following me. And if you follow me, then I will feel motivated to make more content. Wow. See that? The cycle <laughs> and of life. And that's get underscore Dan underscore Feist. So get Dan Feist separated by two underscores. Um, I'm on Twitter at Break Bad English, and I have a website which is El Inglés es Rock and Roll dot com. And I'll share all this with you guys on Patreon. I'll share the link so they can have instant access. We're going to say goodbye with one that I love showing my students. This is Gallagher, who kind of did too many visual gags for, uh, for me. But yeah, yeah, but it was <laughs> in the 80s, that was the right thing to do, I think. I, I, I watched know. him religiously, but yeah. now thinking about it, I'm like, you know, smashing watermelons. It's I don't cheesy. know. It's cheesy. But he was right with his observations about how we spell things in the English language. So we're going to say goodbye with this clip from Gallagher and why English doesn't make sense at all. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of FYI. But I knew it was because I I tried to learn to read ahead of time. I'd ask my dad signs on the roadside. What does that say, Dad? He'd say, good food. i say, why? They both end in O-O-D. Those words ought to rhyme. It ought to be good food. <laughs> or good food. Why is it good food? See, it doesn't matter. Why should I be serious about the language if the language isn't serious enough to make sense? Right, gang? Right. Well, let's take the word bomb. B-O-M-B, right? Bomb? Right. Bomb. B-O-M-B? All right. T-O-M-B. Tom? No. no. Tomb. All right. T-O-M-B. Tomb. C-O-M-B. Coom? Comb. All right. C-O-M-B. Comb. P-O-M-B. Pong? No. P-O-E-M. Pong. All right, P-O-E-M, poem. H-O-E-M, home? No, H-O-M-E. All right, H-O-M-E, home. S-O-M-E, some? No, some. All right, S-O-M-E, some. N-O-M-E, numb? No, N-U-M-B. Worse. W-O-R-S-E. Worse. H-O-R-S-E. Hearse. Horse. Laughter. L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R. Laughter. D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R. Dafter. <laughs> no. N-U-L-B. <laughs> well, let's see. What are some others? A-C-H-E. Ache. Is this a mistake? No, mustache. B E A R D. Beard. Beard. H E A R D. Herd. This is a bird. <laughs> G O. Let's get simple. G O. Go. D O. Do. Do. 
Now, this ain't two words off in the side of the corner we don't use anymore. This is go and do. <laughs> All right, D-O-Do, N-O, new? No!